attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. No, oh, no. no, 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 I was we- trying. I, I mean, I had to try because fine. Hello, hello, hello. I'm sorry. Are you Carol Baskin? Is that what you're trying to do now? Maybe, for us? maybe, maybe. I'm like channeling the fact that we're going to be at Animal Kingdom Lodge eventually. And I'm like maybe channeling my inner Carol Baskin to prepare for that. I don't know. I feel like you have to. I think you need to try a different read. And I think we'll it needs to be something more like, hey, all you cool cats cool and kids, cats you need an NPR swing to it. Uh, fine. Well, well, you know what? We're going to stick with the Valerie Cherish. Hello, hello, hello. Going for But hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another week of Gen D, Generation Disney. You know, our little podcast that brings you all that uh, Disney news, attraction history from the happiest place on Earth and also the most magical place on Earth, too, now that I am out here on the East Coast. Hi, Dana. I feel like people... Hi, Adam. I feel like people don't know that... The happiest place on Earth is Disneyland, and the most magical place on Earth is Disney World. There is a. You don't think people know? I mean, if they're I listening to our know. podcast, they probably know I would this. Hope. But I, I don't think the public at large knows the difference between the two. Well, and it actually, it really like bothers me when people get it wrong because I know mm-hmm. it. So when people are like talking about Disney World, and they're like, "It's the happiest place on Earth," I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not." That's Disneyland, folks. <laughs> I know. I'm right there with you, Adam. It bothers me too. In fact, this is why it's I've the most magical you, celebration. I've heard you correct yourself on Yeah, because I get mad at myself about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. anyhow, hi, Adam. Hi. So welcome back, everybody. We're back on track. And I, I feel like we should just cut to the chase because there's so much to talk about um, this week. What oh. do you think? We have to go right into Mouse Musings because there has been so much news that's come out with both Disneyland and Disney World. Like, the internet is a Twitter about all of the things. So (laughs) I think we should just jump right into Mouse Musings. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I guess this little hotel opened at Disney World. It's pretty Or it's about to open. Sorry, I guess I shouldn't say that right. It hasn't officially opened. They've been doing media tours for all those Disney influencers that are media now. Basically, if you have a cell phone and a following, you're a member of the press. Did you know you don't have to go to journalism school to learn how to be a journalist anymore? You just need a cell phone and a social media following. And you're a journalist. And a pretty face. You do need a pretty face. You uh, have to yeah. you have to do a lot of selfies around the various Disney icons and beacons <laughs> of the parks. I think it's a requirement. Well, all of the Disney influencers slash AKA press got a stay for free uh, at the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. It is finally up and running and in motion. And they invited over a hundred members of their press corps, the Disney press corps, whatever that may be, um, to the Galactic Cruiser. So, of course, we have spent the entire weekend in a deep dive in YouTube videos from everybody like showing off their their stay on the yeah the I keep I keep wanting to call it like the Hyperion or something, it's not the, the Halcyon or Halcyon. The, Halcon is how Hal- I keep saying it. It's H A L Y C O N. Halicon. How was like the Halcyon. Oh, I don't know. I truly don't know. And I'm a big uh, Star Wars fan, and I don't know. Let's start there because the name is confusing. Nobody's heard this name. Like you're obsessed with Star Wars, you know about it. Nobody's heard this about this thing before. Yeah. And we've watched these videos, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. It feels like Xenon, girl of the 21st <laughs> century to me. It's giving a lot of Xenon vibes. So to take a quick step back or just a reminder of what we're describing, the Galactic Star Cruiser is the brand new hotel experience kind of cruise-esque but on land excursion that Disney has just come out with. And it's brand spanking new. They just invited all of the influencers, a.k.a. the Disney press, to have this experience. So we just watched all of their 
Instagram and TikTok and social media footage about their 48 hours on the Galactic Star Cruiser. And when you're on there, it is only 48 hours. I think maybe an extra day can be added, but it's kind of like a cruise. It's a start and end experience. So when you arrive, everybody arrives at the same time. They go through the same experiences with you. You get to go through everything from... um, like Jedi uh, lightsaber training and like um, steering the Millennium Falcon type-esque experiences. Like you kind of get to do it all, but it's all through a course of your 48 hours. And you do get to stay on the the property and the hotel rooms are designed to look like you're on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Very tiny hotel room. Those rooms looked tiny so okay so it's basically like if you have ever been to uh there's so there's this production in new york called sleep no more and it's this interactive theater it's in an old they call it the um mckittrick hotel it's in chelsea in new york and it is you everybody wears a mask and you go through and you're interacting with the actors and every time you go it's like a different journey you can find yourself on by talking to different actors yeah i have to find out if the people the the company that make that produce sleep no more is this company called punch drunk i swear to you they produced this it and i have to find out if they did because the way we're watching it and you know, okay, hold on spoiler alert, but you're kind of, you're interacting with these quote unquote actors who, by the way, I, this is the other thing I have to find out. Kurt and I were watching it and we're like, none of these people can act. Like it was bad. The interactions (laughs) bad. Like, and then we were like, Oh wait, I bet Disney didn't actually hire union actors because they've been having so many issues with the unions and like canceling union contracts and all this stuff. They just hired people who don't know how to act to be characters in this story they're telling. And Oh my gosh, it's bad. Like I, and I'm sorry, I don't (laughs) want to rag on it like this, but just watching it and knowing what it could be, what they're trying to do with this interactive storytelling and this immersive storytelling, it's oh no i mean well adam adam (laughs) you're saying this because you are married to an actor you're married to a broadway (laughs) actor so i think you tuned into that a little bit more than i did i agree they weren't like they were theater like community theater performances they were not they were like i was you know in greece in high school and now i'm an actor and (laughs) Disney yeah, that's community theater. That's a step I mean, up from high school. Oh, Dana, it was so okay. So what we're talking about are throughout your stay, you can interact with these folks. You interact with droids. You have they give you an app on your phone that like drives you through your journey on the Star Cruiser. Um, it's yep. very interactive. Like, and I think we I watched. I don't know if you watched this one yet, but we watched Molly from All Ears. We watched her, yeah. her vlog about it. And she she said it point blank. She's like, you're only going to have a good time if you suspend all belief and just buy completely into this. Right. And that's how you're right. going to enjoy it. So, and she did. She went full on. She died of her purple heart for crying out loud. So it, it just, it, it it's 100% sleep no more done in Star Wars. Um. And they even to the end, they gather everybody into the room at the very end on the last night into the main room. Sorry, spoilers, um, which is what they do in Sleep No More. At the end of the show, all you're following these actors around. They all gather you to the main room for this like big final scene. And that's 100 percent what they're doing with this, which, by the way, again, spoiler alert. Did you watch the final scene that Molly filmed? Where Ray is there and having the fight yes, with Kylo Ren. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yep, so Ray has a fight with Kylo deck. Ren. She yep. has the really cool, amazing lightsaber, the one that um, they show. Like, um, wasn't tomorrow had it? D twenty three. Yeah. So she yep. like turns it on, the lights up, and the place goes wild. Then she does this really awkward, <laughs> like bends down, and you see her put down 
the fancy lightsaber and grab the prop one <laughs> to fight Kylo with the prop. Yeah. One. So I, yeah. they've got kinks to work out. I look the the breakfast looked amazing. The food looked absolutely incredible that they have for breakfast. Um, yep, they have a blue shrimp. They have oh. a blue shrimp that comes out on a bed of dry ice, so no. it looks super galactic. And everybody says from the reviews I've read that the blue shrimp is the standout, but that overall the food is overwhelmingly fantastic, that it's better than anything you could find in the parks. And frankly, the parks have really stepped it up a notch in the last decade. Yeah. So you can find great food in the parks anyway. So this is, says a lot for the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, my only thought was that they do for breakfast and lunch, they said it's a buffet. And for the premium prices yeah. you're paying for this, I feel like it should be more of a sit down like you could or you could choose if you want to do buffet or sit down. Service. Well, we should also remind everybody that the price for this 48-hour experience oh, for a family of four is around $6,000. It's around $6,000. I will say this. I looked. If you really want to go and experience this, there are plenty of dates available. It's wide open. Like, you could go as early as um, May if you wanted to oh, go. Wow. There's plenty of availability in May. There's nothing in April May is wide open. June. Oh, and then June is completely booked. But July is wide open. August, the entire month of August is open. The entire month of September is open. So if you want to go, you can go. There's plenty of room. Um, But you are going to pay a hefty penny. So, Dana, if just you and I wanted to escape our families and go do this for research um, for the podcast, it would cost us $4,809 total for the two of us to go. Yeah. Okay, but or Four. we could spend that same price for the two of us to go on a full, like, that's almost like a four-day, well, five-day okay. trip on a cruise. Funny you say that because I pulled up the brand new Disney Wish because I was like, yeah. okay, so I priced out if my family, if Kurt and I and Noah wanted to go on the Star Cruiser, it would be 48 hours yeah. 48 hours for $5,299 for our family. Same for your family to be able to go, right? Yeah. If we want to go on the brand new Disney Wish this fall for a four-night cruise uh, with a veranda. And now let's talk about it. Comparatively, all your food and drinks are included. um, Sorry, I should clarify that. Food and non-alcoholic beverages are included in the Star Cruiser and same on a cruise. So you both, even with the super high price on the Star Cruiser, you still, I believe, have to pay out of pocket for adult beverages. Um, on a cruise, same thing goes unless you book concierge level, then you get free drinks at the concierge level. Right. Okay. So makes sense. Uh, Four night cruise. For a balcony, so a veranda room on the brand new Disney Wish with all the extra amenities and stuff that are all included, like the the new water coaster, the pools, the shows, the food, the, the, and the dining, the kids club, yep. all this stuff that's included. For a balcony room to go in October, the cheapest price right now, all in for your whole family, $3,624. And that gets yeah. you a veranda view If you want to bump it up and go concierge where you get extra benefits, like you get the free alcohol, you get a bigger room, a bigger bed, a nicer room. Um, You get first dibs on making reservations for everything and picking your dining times and all that stuff. Six thousand eight hundred and fifty two. So it's a little more than. So you're you're saying we could go club level on the brand new cruise uh-huh. for the same price as two days on the Galactic Star no, Cruiser? No, for about $1,000 more. We could go four days on club level. So free booze, free food, okay. um, early reservations for everything, whatever you want to do, club level access, the club pool that they have on there, all that stuff for $1,000 more than two days on the Star Cruiser. It is about $1,000 more and double the amount of time. I'm right. picking the cruise. I'm picking yeah, the cruise. 100%. Because you're, in, and frankly, the Disney Wish has a Star Wars bar. So if you want your yes. space screens fix, you just go to the Star Wars bar and have the same cocktails you're probably going to be having at this thing. So 
you know, I, my overall thoughts on it, and then we'll move on, are that it looks cool and fun and immersive. And I love, and because I love Sleep No More, I love the immersive storytelling where you can really just suspend belief and buy into it. I get why they put mm-hmm. it in Florida. They should have put it in California. Agreed. People spend Agreed. more at Disneyland. The price points are higher. People are more willing to spend the money there. And you probably would have had a massive batch of out of work actors to hire to come work at this thing who would not have to have been union. Well, I also think there's actually a very good, you just brought up a good counterpoint. They put this in Florida because they wouldn't have to pay an actor's union to those individuals because that's not how Florida operates compared to how California operates. And that's a little, that's a little like behind the scenes folks for what Adam and I know about California and, you know, actors out here. But I definitely know that they're not having to pay the same uh, wages and union rates as they would if this were in California. Even yep. if they're both union, it's still going to be a fraction of but the price I, in Florida. I also think people would be more open to paying for this in California. Like you think of the things at Disneyland that are just slightly more expensive than everything in Florida anyway. Like the Grand Cal is ridiculous, right? Oh, yeah. Disneyland Hotel, ridiculous in terms of per night yep. cost, right? But it's sold all the time and people are there. And like the VIP tours are through the roof. And you're constantly, I don't remember a time going to the Dis- going to Disneyland or DCA where you do not see multiple VIP tours going on. Like the money is there and people are paying it. The Grand Californian usually pulls in a little bit more or about the same rate as the Grand Floridian, which I would mm-hmm. say is kind of comparable out there. But the Grand Floridian, at least you're getting like so much more with the property. It's like double oh, it's in gorgeous. size. You're right next to the theme. Bar. They're both right next to a theme park, but it's a it's a little bit more there than what you can get at the Grand Californian. I would say if given the two, I would pick Grand Floridian over Grand Californian any day. Yeah, so my final thoughts on this, it looks amazing. If you're into it, you're going to love it. I think if you're really wanting a very Star Wars-y experience, I don't, I think you'll get it in some ways, especially with the like, oh, we didn't even talk about the day excursion where you can go to Batu. You get to go to Hollywood Studios. But <laughs> they literally put you in a box truck that they tricked out. So there aren't even windows like, I, I feel like there were misses there. I was watching this video of Molly in the box truck going to her day excursion on Batu, and it's just literally they tricked out the inside of a box truck and they drive you over there yeah. where they could have like just spent the money for what you're charging people. Like do what Universal did with the Hogwarts Express. Like I think the Hogwarts Express is genius. It's so cool. Yeah. You get on this thing and the video screens and the windows, you feel like you're on the train, you're going on that journey to Hogwarts. And then when the Dementors come on, the, I mean, it's just, it's done so well. And I feel like they could have done that, but they didn't probably for a money cost saving reason. Uh, yeah. I guess what I'm getting at, I don't know why I'm struggling with this because I think I really had high <laughs> hopes that it would be really cool for the price. Uh huh. And yeah. you know what? We, you know, we somehow managed to snag a space J20 reservation for when we go to Florida I think we're going to get our fix with space screens and eating fun space themed food and cocktails yeah. at the space 220 restaurant. And I'm good. Like, I, I don't know. No, I do know. There's no way in heck I would pay over $5,000 for my family to spend two days on the Star Cruiser. Period. Fully agree. I agree with you. And, you know, look, Disney World, Disney theme parks in general, they're all a gimmick and I'm here for it. And I love it. And we've talked about this before that I love a gimmick restaurant. But of all the gimmick restaurants out there that Disney has created, and I'm sorry to say because I know you're very excited, Adam, the least (laughs) excited I am is about Space 220 because I don't need to stare at screens and pretend like I'm in space when I fully well know that I am here on Earth just a few feet away from the spaceship earth epcot ball and test track like i i know where i am i don't, I don't know, need to feel like suddenly about, i'm in a galactic space but again, and, it's and about suspending i say belief. all of this right and i say all of this because i'm i don't need space 20 space 220 i definitely don't need the galactic scar, star cruiser <laughs> in my life because it's the same thing just for 48 hours 
Well, I do have to say one of the things I'm most excited about our trip to Disney World is going to Space 220. Like, you know, I was like, you yes. know, I know figuring you're very out excited. My, my plan <laughs> to go there just because I, I'm excited to go somewhere new um, and excited to ride that elevator and see how they did it. Like, I think that's that. But that to me is the good enough fix. Like, I don't I don't need to spend And I think I'm feeling down on this whole thing because of the price. Like. I think I'm just really disappointed with how outrageous they've priced this and they've priced out so many people. Like they have made this yeah. an exclusive, like, oh, you've you've got to have money for this. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. I really do. Well, the year 2022, folks, is the year that Disney seems to want to prove a classist society within the Disney parks because they've created an a la carte, um, you know, skip the line pass and they've also created a you know just a lot of options for people to use money to get a full advantage in front of everybody else so i see space two or i see the galactic star cruiser as the shining beacon of an example for that yeah yeah and i i I just think it's disappointing so i you know our prediction here was, I think, in about five years, and I hate to say it, we're going to be like, oh, you remember that hotel Disney tried to build, tried to open, that Star Wars thing that's now closed yeah. because they couldn't afford to keep it up because it was half booked? Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the Star Cruiser, and I hate to say that, but I, I think it might end up being a fire and a miss. Or hopefully, Adam, you and I can say in five years' time, we finally get to experience this because they've cut the price in half (laughs) and it feels a little bit more affordable. But I also just – I don't want to keep on this subject for too much longer here, but I would say that when people do a cruise, people double them up, right? They will do a cruise for the top half of their their Disney trip and then they'll do the back half a couple of days or a week at the theme park. And so – I don't think that this is lending itself as accessibly financially for people to be able to say, yeah, I'm coming to Orlando to do the Galactic Star Cruiser for the top half of my trip. And the back half, we're going to stay at the boardwalk and enjoy Disney World. Like that, the, that option is out of the ballpark when you consider that your entire funds for this vacation are going to go towards um, – 48 hour experience on the galactic scar star cruiser. I keep calling yeah. it a scar cruiser. <laughs> I feel well, look, by it. I mean, but then it. again, if somebody wants a sponsor to send Dana and I down there to really see it firsthand, we won't say no. So, you know, just let us know. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of, so one yep. last thing on this and then we'll move on. I did see a quick thing today. Uh, apparently already merch from inside the star cruiser that was for sale uh-huh. when they did these previews and stuff like that are already being resold online for hundreds and hundreds of dollars over retail price. Ugh, so the resellers woof. are already at it. Like Disney has to do, I don't know what they can do if anything, but they, the, the reselling thing is just out of control. It is. And guys, don't be a sucker. Don't be a chump. Don't go and buy a figment popcorn bucket or a, <laughs> Batu <laughs> themed, you know, headdress for like quadruple the markup. It's just not worth it. No. You can't take it with you, folks. Like, we're only here for a short period of time. <laughs> Let's not spend it on $800 on a figment popcorn bucket. <laughs> All I'm we are so of, negative. We are you, starting off very oh negative. Gosh, and I, I apologize. We're going to get really excited and happy in a second, but there's one more negative thing. Um, do you, do you remember that person who ran for New York city mayor on the campaign of the rent is too damn high? Like that's all they said. They were in a debate and they would ask them a question and they go, the rent is too damn high. So I think this is what Disney, I don't know. You have to find it. There's YouTube videos of this person just being like the rent is too damn high over and over and over again. And that was basically their entire campaign, which is 1000% true as somebody who has once again returned to paying the outrageous rent prices in new york but um (laughs) so this i just thought was funny because i've been to both of these parks and we were just talking about how people at disneyland are willing to pay anything to experience disneyland well san francisco gate which is sometimes super critical of disneyland and most of their reporting Uh they're overly critical they did put a quick thing together that somebody priced out for the same dates uh, 
in June 2022 mm-hmm. to stay for six nights with five days of park tickets at Disneyland, which, first of all, I don't know who is booking a five days of park tickets at Disneyland. Like, that feels excessive for Disneyland. Do people do that? Have you had that? Five days at Disneyland? Mm-hmm. No. I, I don't think I ever get more than four max. Even four feels excessive for our Yeah, it is. Park. Um, I think four is too much. I think three is sweet. The su- three is the sweet spot. No, I Five think two, is way I too much. I think two is perfect, but maybe because we've done it enough. But, okay, so what they did to shop compare, they did six nights with five days of park tickets for two people staying at the Paradise Pier uh-huh. Hotel, which we know Paradise Pier is, of the three Disney-owned hotels at Disneyland, it is the cheapest, right? Um, and by cheap, I want to be clear. We're talking at like a three fifty to four hundred a night yeah, at the still, Paradise Pier. It, it's still a lot. Um, and then you're looking at like six hundred ish for Disneyland and eight hundred ish for the Grand Californian. So that whole trip for a week trip to Disneyland four thousand five hundred seventy one dollars and fifty cents. Okay, for mm-hmm. two people, which is still cheaper than two nights on the Star Cruiser. I will just say. <laughs> Um, all right, so then what they did is they compared to Disneyland Paris, which I, you know, I will just fight me on this. Like, Disneyland Paris is the most beautiful Disney park they've created. Um, it's just stunning. You I'm not going to go. fight you because I've never been, but I really want to go. Yeah, you have to go. It's it's just beautiful. Anyway, for seven days of theme park tickets and a six-night stay at the Hotel Santa Fe, and this is, Kurt and I stayed at the Hotel Santa Fe the first time with Disneyland Paris, it is the cheapest. It is the, like, it is probably looks cheaper, is cheaper than any of the, like, the all-star resorts or the pop century resort or anything like that, right? Okay. It's it's okay. bare minimum, not much to it. But it's owned by Disney or it's, it's run owned by, by Yeah, it's, it's owned by Disney because Disney took full okay. ownership back of Disneyland Paris. So it's $2,173.66. Yeah. So more than half the cost of a week trip to Disneyland. So then they were like, okay, if we add a flight from LA to Paris, yeah. so that's be about $1,400 for two people. Grand total is $3,676. It is nearly $1,000 cheaper right now to book a flight from LA to Paris, seven days in the parks in Paris, than a week at the Disneyland. Resort. Stop. Are you yeah. serious? That's how expensive Disneyland has gotten. No. You I can mean, save a thousand dollars by doing this, the same trip in Paris. I'm feigning my shock because I did know this and it's depressing as a person who lives here in Southern California and has an annual pass or a magic key. Um, I'll still go to Disneyland, but it is so depressing to think that like it could cost our family the equivalent. <laughs> Of a vacation to go all the way to Europe and experience essentially the same thing than be here in our own backyard. Yep. I guess guess we're not factoring in a flight, but still. (laughs) No, they are factoring the flight. So it is $1,000 cheaper for the flight, the hotel, and the park tickets at Disneyland Paris versus the same trip at the Disneyland Hotel, no flight. I'm saying I'm not factoring in a flight. I don't have to fly to Disneyland. But like you No, no, no. They were saying this doesn't factor in the flight to Disneyland. They're saying no plane tickets. So $4,571 just for six nights at the hotel or six nights at the hotel, five days at the park, $4,500. To fly to Paris, have seven days at the parks and six nights at the hotel, it's $3,676, so nearly $1,000 cheaper to fly all the absurd. way to Europe and have an extra day. It's, it's, it's absurd. Like, the pricing has gotten – I mean, this is really the reality of it. They are pricing people out or people – like, I, I, I don't know how people are affording it. I, I do not know. I, I don't either. And, you know, I don't mean to just – naysay about disney because we love disney and we love disneyland specifically like we're not here just to be talking smack about the pricing but it has become just astronomical and i will give you this example we went to universal studios here in hollywood today a universal studios pass and we're the gold status so the second to top status which means we have a whopping 10 days of 
block out dates for Universal Studios. We get free parking. We can go pretty much every day except for 10 major holidays. And it costs us $240 for an annual pass there. It costs here at Disneyland, it costs almost $1,000 for what is the equivalent. In fact, not even the equivalent because we still don't get free parking. We still get a subsidized parking. We pay 15, we get 50% off. And we um, get like, I would say it's like 30 or 40 days that we can't go. Plus we have to make advanced reservations to even go to the parks. But, I, I hate to say it, but it is, it's not worth I, it. If you I, think about comparing apples to oranges here, I know, but like it, it is just kind of insane. The hoops that Disney land makes you jump through just to even go there when you could go down the street to holly you know universal hollywood and just walk in the door probably the same knots very far like go hang out at knots no but look here's the thing it's disneyland people are still gonna pay it they're gonna go because they want to be yep. there and the experience you have there does not even like universal knots they can't even come close to matching the experience you have when you walk in the main street and see the castle and that that feeling and that experience that Disney creates is worth so yeah. much. But I think I think you're right. I think they finally maybe have tipped the scale too far, but maybe they haven't because the parks are packed constantly. So who knows? People are well, willing to pay. The, but but keep in mind, on. you the can Disney go Disney World parks are packed. The Disneyland parks, not as much. Really? Well, world, yes. Land, not so much. Well, look, you can, but keep in mind, you can go to Paris for a vacation with your entire family cheaper than two nights on the Star Cruiser. <laughs> yep. Yep. Bottom line. Okay. Should we talk about the happier things that are happening at Disneyland when we pretend that Police. money grows on trees and we can do what we want? Okay. So yes. Disney just made some major announcements, also known as here's a direct line to my checking account and take all my money. Um, <laughs> they have brought back one of my most favorite magical things on the planet, or they haven't brought back. It's coming back very soon. The main street electrical parade. We finally have a date cause we knew it was coming back. Uh, we'll be returning on <laughs> April 22nd and it is a glorious, <gasps> amazing thing. I am so jealous that you're going to probably hundred percent see it very soon. And I won't. Oh yeah. Yet. And it is, it's the music, the like electro funk music to it. And like the light up floats, like this makes me uh. so happy that it's coming back. <laughs> and then like the dancers so with their light up costumes. And like, it's just, it's such a fun treat. And I know Disney world does their, like their version of it. Spectro magic, spectro magic. Well, but then yes. they do the thing in the seven seas lagoon. Where they do oh, like yeah. the boats, the electrical boat, the barges, yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, cute, but mm, no, no, not the same, not no, the not same. the same, um, not the same at all. So they're I'm other very excited for the electrical light parade, and people are kind of like, really, this we have had oh, it's by and large, Disneyland has better parades than Disney World, and I do wish they were bringing Paint the Night back because that one was mm. awesome. But I can't be mad about Main Street Electrical Parade. It's a classic, and it's it just makes you like jump for joy when you see it going down Main Street. And it's also like fifty years old. It's been around well, since the seventies. Speaking so. of it being fifty years old, it's going to have a new finale featuring favorite Disney stories from the past few decades. And there, they put some concept art out, and uh, everybody's now new favorite Disney movie, Encanto. Uh, is heavily featured in the new um, <gasps> concept art for it. Yay! So we're going to have a Bruno, no, 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 no happening on with it. No, 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 no. Yep. Actually, you know, the song I like better is the one this, her sister sings. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, the which, one about, about, yes. Um, oh my God. Why am I blinking on the like tick, tick, when you go away. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That yes. one. That one. So in the other pictures, I'm looking. I'm looking at the concept art right now. There's like some Aladdin. There's, of course, Anna and Elsa. There's Moana. There's Coco. So there's I think Hercules. Like all. So they've got a bunch of new floats that are going to premiere with it, which will be super cool to see. 
I can't because they wait. I don't know oh, if they've so updated excited. this in so long. So it'll be really neat to see the new the new floats with all these other characters on it and the classic retro. Heck no, they have ones. not updated. The last time I saw it, this had Pete's Dragon <laughs> in it. Pete's Dragon. This has not been updated since like the late seventies, for well, sure. It's finally not in our up. lifetime. Um, <laughs> Good. So along with that, Disneyland Forever will be returning, and which is the big fireworks show. But the caveat to that, as has been the last few years at Disneyland, there will only be fireworks on the weekends. Oh, and apparently the parade, the electrical parade in Disneyland Forever, will only be here for a short time only. The fireworks spectacular will run on Friday through Sunday only, but then they are sticking with their Mickey's mixed magic during the week. So like Monday through Thursday is just the projections only show because they don't do the fireworks during the week. Um, yeah. And then guess what else is coming back? <gasps> what? World of color. The wonderful. Yeah. I can't the even do the song. To wonderful make, world of color. Um, so they've okay. apparently finally fixed the <laughs> big old lake at DCA and world of color is coming back on the 22nd as well. But then the best news ever for your coast, because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten the news about this on the East coast yet. Fantasmic yes. is coming back on May 28th. Yes. So yes. To the rivers of End America. of this month. Yeah. No, May. Great. Oh, May. Oh, May 28th. Okay. Gotta wait till okay. May. So it'll be okay. back. I guess that's Memorial Day weekend, I think. Yeah. It so is. It's coming back yep. Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Uh, they still haven't said when Fantasmic's coming back to Disney World, but hopefully soon. So this is amazing. Like, it's finally. All these things are coming back. Like we're we're at that point. Now, Dana, the most important thing to return to Disneyland, though. Okay. Okay. It came back on February 23rd. Do you have any idea what it is? Oh, yes, of course I do. The trams. The trams. You now parking trams. Don't have to walk the mile from the tram (laughs) lot to the parks any longer. So yes, after after nearly Two years, the trams have finally returned to Disneyland. Um, what these are is they have like trams, basically it's tram that you sit on to go from the parking lot to Disneyland Park. We always kind of prefer to walk because I actually feel like it's faster, especially at the end of the day when yeah. the parks are closing. It's just faster to walk back to your car than wait in line for the tram. Agreed. Even though you've been walking all day, what's another mile after you've walked 14? Um so, I mean, do what you want, but I, I prefer walking, but I think it is cool that the trams are back. Um, yeah. Th- it's just a sign it's of, like, helpful. things are back to normal. Finally. Yeah, I'm here for it. Also, another mouse musing, another announcement that I think they must have just heard our plea in one of our previous episodes, Adam, but they are bringing back Soren over California, the original oh, show right. for yes. yeah, for the Food yeah. and Wine Festival for the next couple of months. You can see Soren over California yep. only at California Adventure, not at Epcot, not anywhere else. They really should just leave it there. I really wish they would, but they must have heard we us because we I, were wishing for this. Bob, Bob yep. is listening. We hear you, Bob. Yep. We know you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep soaring over California forever. Um, Goodbye. Or is it Ken? Was Ken listening to us? Hmm. Maybe. Ken's I don't know. nuggets. Whoever anyway, needs to listen. Um, should we briefly talk about the very touchy subject for a lot of people? The masks. I think we should. We sh- we haven't talked about mask updates, and I just, like I said earlier, was at a theme park today, so I can tell you how the mask updates are going in L.A. County. But, yeah, we should probably mention that uh, as of a day ago here, but by the time you guys hear about this, it will be a few weeks in, um, the mask mandates have been lifted in the state of California, uh, so you no longer have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors if you are fully vaccinated and or have a negative COVID test that you can prove. Um, Now, it's a little different in California because our two main theme parks, Universal and Disney, are in two different counties. Orange County, where Disneyland is, uh, does not require proof of vaccination. And LA County at this time does require you to show that proof of vaccination. So if you're going to Disneyland 
they are hoping that you're on the honor system and that if you are not vaccinated, you are wearing a mask indoors. If you are vaccinated, you don't have to. Um, here in, in LA County, you still have to show your you know, COVID test or your vaccine card to enter the parks at for Universal. So Dana, how'd you feel at Universal today with the mask mandates dropped? I felt like that scene when in a league of their own, when Marla Hooch is going up to bat and she has Gina Davis and Tom Hanks giving her conflicting um, like baseball signals. And she's like kind of dancing at home play being like, do I go? I don't, I don't know what move to make. That's how I felt all day today where I was like mask on mask off. I, well, your sign over here says I don't have to wear one, but you still have a stanchion sign up over there that says I do. And I don't know which one is the correct one to read. Well, like, uh, so truly, I felt like that. 100% welcome to living in New York City right now because they've dropped all these mandates in New York State as well. But New York City kind of runs like its own state, basically. We all know, right? And mm-hmm. nobody knows what the rules are right now. So <laughs> it's right. like we think You don't have to wear a mask when you go to the grocery store, but we're not so sure. But we think you don't have to wear a mask at Target, but we're not so sure. Like, we do know we have to wear a mask on the subway, but do we have to wear a mask in the library? Don't know. I don't know why the library is an example, but it's it's very all over the place here right now. Like, I did notice I went to the I've been to the DMV twice with having moved here. Once when the mandates were still in place and they had like mass signs and you have to stand this far apart still and blah, blah, blah. And then I went back the other day uh, when all the mandates were lifted statewide, all the signs are gone. Like there's no more. You have to put a mask on to walk into the yeah. DMV, which 100 percent like pandemic or not, you should probably just wear a face covering when you go to the DMV to protect yourself from what's in there. But, DMVs um, and bathrooms. I think we should have just a universal. <laughs> let's wear masks in those places, guys. Like, I think it's just it's just wise. It's hygienically I, appropriate to wear a mask probably look, in those places. I now. think everybody should be able to make their own decisions on what they're comfortable with. Um, I know when we all went, because we went to Disneyland all together in that weird blip of June of last year where it was like, pandemic's over. No, just kidding. It's not. Remember? And we went and there were no mask mask requirements. So we And we acclimated to it quite quickly. We didn't even think a minute about masks. And it wasn't an issue. And And then a week later, they were like, put those masks back on, (laughs) bud. And we did. So I think it's Yay. I think it'll be a slow roll back to some sense of normalcy. I think the mask thing, do I wear it, do I don't, is gonna be around for a while. Um, yeah. but you know, I think I but I I really hope everybody respects everybody else's decisions on what they're comfortable with and what they feel safe with. Like, you know, yeah, if we feel totally. comfortable not wearing our mask, please don't judge us. I'm not gonna judge you vice versa, or if I'm wearing a mask and I see somebody else not wearing a mask, like at this point, you do you, you be you. We've made decisions. We've been vaccinated. We've done our things we needed to do. So I think it's just uh, everybody just needs to there's there's a lot bigger issues going on in the world than a mask. Yeah. So just chill out, everybody on both sides about the masks. That's fully agree. And thanks for coming. I also know where you're coming from, Adam, on this particular (laughs) subject. I know who you're hoping would hear that particular message. She ain't listening. Uh, But just, Uh. but what I want to round back to is also at Disney World, you don't have to wear a mask indoor or outdoors. Same rule applies as Disneyland. Um, As long as you are fully vaccinated and or have a negative COVID test, you do not have to wear a mask. Um, It is also on our system out there. And from the videos I've seen and the friends I have who are out there, it seems like only about 5% of the population is wearing a mask at Disney World right now. But, 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 the big but, Disney is still requiring all guests to wear the mask on the monorail, on buses, on any Disney transportation, you still have to wear a mask. So you don't go to the park thinking you don't need to have your mask with you. You do still need to have it if you're going to take the monorail, the buses, anything like that. So anyway. Yep. Yep. Okay. So two more quick things. Wow. We hit a lot today. Anyway. It's a lot of news. We've been snoozing on the news. I know. I know. I know. Well, you know. We've been busy. We've been busy. All right. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. 
Dana, you finally got to do this. I know we're going to do a whole yes. Disney World review soon, but maybe let's just take a beat because I've been raving about it since Kurt and I did it back in October of 2020. You finally got to do it at Disney World. What did you did. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. And our family is really big in the Mickey and Minnie shorts that are on Disney Plus. So we were excited to see that same cartoon style. My five-year-old loved it. Um, at first, she was a little jarred, but that's kind of her. She overall loved it and talks about it all the time here. Thought it was great. We did buy the lightning lane. So we paid $8 a piece to skip the line and ride this like in that a la carte system. I don't think it was worth that price. I wish... Um, had I gone on it before, I would not have purchased it. But because it was a first time, I'm glad that we did just to experience it and didn't have to wait. And I think it was like a 80 minute line when we were there. Oof. So I I think it's so creative what they did. The pre-show, the whole. And I love how they kept the old because, you know, great movie ride R.I.P. I loved yes. the great movie ride. Love, love, loved that thing. It was a must do every time we went. Um. I love that they kept the Chinese theater as the front and they kept the theming through that they had for the great movie ride. Like that, that was special that they kept all that. And then the pre-show and then you're suddenly in the cartoon and all that. So out in California, as we all know, they're about to close down Toontown to finish revamping the whole thing. And when they reopen it, yes, Mickey Minnie's runaway railway will be there. will be the main attraction inside Toontown, which let's be honest, Toontown needed a big main attraction that wasn't gadgets, go coaster or Roger rabbit. So it's coming. What I think is going to be really cool is that they just announced that it will have some different uh, scenes to the Florida one. So we've been so used to it like, will? yeah. So we've been so used to like, okay, star Wars galaxy's edge is literally carbon copy. Right. So yeah, the layout is different. The show building is completely different in California. It's a bigger show building. They're going to have additional scenes that they don't have in Florida and also different scenes too. So it's kind of be kind of a different story going, which is kind of neat. I'm glad they're doing that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Reopens. That's awesome. Oh, I'm excited about that. And they don't have an opening date for it yet. No, I think it's when I think it's slated for when they finally reopen Toontown in 2023. Yep. So later okay. in 2023, when they reopen the refresh Mickey's Toontown, like Runaway Railway is going to be the big opening with it. Got it. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. So it'll be fun. It's a fun ride. If you haven't done it in Florida, you're in for a treat when it does open in California. And I think yeah. I'm very excited because it's going to be totally different. You're going to be going to the El Capitun Theater instead of the Chinese Theater like you do at Hollywood Studios. It's going to be, yeah, I think it's just going to be totally different and fun and can't wait for it. I love that. And I think we should also mention the other big news that came out this week is that you don't have to pay for the a la carte lightning lane for at least a few months. If you go to Disney World in the next, like, I think five months, I think it's through August, they've added Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Space Mountain, and there's one more I'm blanking on. Um, Is it? Oh, Frozen Ever After. Yeah, Frozen. They've added those three rides to Genie Plus. So if you buy the $15 a day Genie Plus, then those rides are now included, which they were not when we visited in February. So it works for me. And we did pay. Yeah, we paid for a couple of those ones. So I I strongly (laughs) recommend riding those if you can get them on the Genie Plus app and not have to pay an additional fee for them. So that was our little mouse. I guess I couldn't call it little. That was a lot of mouse musings today. Was, there was, there was, look, there was a lot yeah. to talk about, um, which is exciting. Is I mean, and look, almost we, we did rag on the mouse, but I, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, things change at some point and prices get a little more manageable. Maybe, maybe, probably not. This is how the world works, but um but even despite all that, there's still amazing stuff coming and stuff we will still gladly hand over our hard-earned dollars to go experience and see. Because the bottom line is Disney does it right and they they make it right and they make the vacation worth it. 100%. I can't wait for my next trip and I, I just always want to go. I'm still going to give my money to Disney. Uh, it just is a bit of a bummer when you see 
things that used to exist that don't anymore and the kind of nickel and diming aspect that feels like is going on. I don't think Galactic Star Cruiser is going to stay in its price range forever. I don't think it can. But um, if it does and we don't get to experience it, well, then I'm sorry. We don't we're not bajillionaires, folks. I it, hate to break it to Wait, you. Wait, we're not? The podcast does not pay us bajillions of dollars. Oh, no, it, you didn't Adam, get your no, check. It does not. You didn't get your check. Wait, what? Are Olive Garden Adam, are you not sharing something? Are, are all of garden sponsorship check and hasn't come through yet. I'm done. All I'm, thinking- <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, look, that this was, that was our mouse musings. Um, but Dana, I, I hear you have a, a little vault to dive into. Can, can you give me a vault voice? Should I, Adam? should I do it? We're going to now dive into the vault with Dana on Gen D. Thank you for that. Um, I knew that we were going to be talking about all of the nighttime spectacular shows that are coming back to Disney. So I wanted to kind of stay in that same lane and give you guys a vault about the one, the only, the biggest nighttime spectacular that has really ever graced Disneyland, Fantasmic. Ah. So buckle up. Here it is. Um <laughs> Fantasmic, the the vault I didn't know I needed to look up to, but I found um, some interesting facts and a couple really dark things to it. So here we go, Adam. Um, First off, Fantasmic, like it was kind of a light subject for a long period of time. I, I think you might know this, but at the Disneyland Hotel, they used to have a water projection show. Uh, that was only there at the Disneyland Hotel, and it was beloved. And it went away in oh. the nineties. Yeah, it was like kind of a mini, tr- a miniature world of color, you could say. But what really did it was in nineteen eighty four in Epcot, there was a show called the Laser Phonic Fantasy, and this was like the precursor to Illuminations. Um, that was super popular. Everybody loved it. And Disneyland was like, we need to have our own laser phonic fantasy. So in the late 80s, the Imagineers started thinking up, where could they put some sort of laser water show here at Disneyland? And the only location they could do this on was the Rivers of America, where the Mark Twain area is and the, the Frontierland area. And so they began coming up with ideas to create some sort of water and laser show over there. The original concepts that went through were um, a show based on the characters of the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a show I want to see, but did not come to fruition. (laughs) I mean, a whole show, a whole water show on the Haunted Mansion and Pirates characters? Yes, please. But apparently they couldn't make it work. They also thought of doing one about the story of the movie Fantasia and include a full orchestra performing live on a floating barge across oh, the river. I would have been but, here for that. Uh, I would have well, loved that. It got shelved too. <laughs> yeah, I I think that getting like a full court, a full piece orchestra was um, not going to happen for them. I think it's hard enough to get like two or three people in character costumes on those barges, but definitely not an orchestra. Um, So they eventually landed on the Mickey battling Disney villains and combining that with iconic scenes from animated movies to what is eventually became Fantasmic. Um, The show was originally titled Imagination, and that title lasted all through even rehearsals and recording the music, which is why in that opening you hear the use your imagination. That is because that was going to be the name of the show. But Disney being Disney, they wanted to lock in a trademark on the show's name, and they knew they couldn't get a trademark on the name Imagination, so they changed it to Fantasmic. And also Figment would have had to have made an appearance if it was Imagination. Touche. You're absolutely right. Uh I'm kind of surprised. I I like that he's Epcot exclusive, but I'm kind of surprised they never brought him over here to. Well, they might with the way they sold those popcorn buckets. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right. Um, so 
They began building Fantasmic, the the um it's the structure in 1991 uh, by closing the Rivers of America and Tom Sawyer's Island, and they started expanding specifically on Tom Sawyer's Island a control booth and a backstage area so they could house all of the costumes and props and the big barges for the show. Um, and all in for about a year that it took them to build this show, it cost them thirty million dollars to make it, which was really high for Disneyland standards in the early 90s. Like, I think you recall we did Splash Mountain that came out around the same time, and that ride was pretty comparable. It was a little bit over, but that was a full-blown ride, and this was a nighttime show that they were expecting to last only a couple of months, if not a year. So it was a lot of money to shell out. Um, But it did, you know, they had high hopes. So Fantasmic, and here's... Here's where Fantasmic takes a dark turn uh, in its history. It was originally to debut on April 29th, 1992. And it was promoted with posters all over Orange County and Los Angeles with a big slogan that read, Be there when the night ignites. (laughs) However, April 29th, 1992. Do you recall, Adam, in your history lessons... What might have happened in Los Angeles in April the, of 1992? Was that the um, Northridge earthquake? You're close, but a little bit earlier. Northridge was 94. Oh, which one was 92? Something else. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't a natural disaster. Oh. Um, no, no. I don't know what. Well, that was the night that the verdict came in about oh, the this- Rodney King beating. Oh, so. So Los Angeles went into full-blown rage and had their their incredibly intensive riots on April 29th, 1992. So Disneyland pulled the show that night and immediately pulled the posters down because they're like, a poster that says, be there when the <laughs> no. night ignites feels a little ominously no. terrible. Um, and yeah, I mean we were ignited in a, in a very sad and bad way. So they pulled the show um, and it didn't open for another two weeks later. So it's official premiere was May 15th, 1992. And obviously it was an immediate success and everyone loved it. Uh, and so suddenly everybody was talking about the show and all the other parks were like, we have to have our own. Uh, the biggest pieces of the show and I'm, I'm sure if you're listening you've seen the show because it's been going on for 30 years now um the big piece is the pirate ship battle with peter pan uh they also originally had a giant inflatable ursula that was kind of the big no. showstopper yes but they had to get rid of her in oh. 1997 because she wouldn't inflate for half of the shows <laughs> so she was problematic <laughs> I so would have lived they also to brought- have seen a giant inflatable Ursula because hands down my favorite animatronic oh, right? Dis- my favorite animatronic Disney has ever made is Ursula from uh the um Little Mermaid's Undersea Voyage. Oh, 100%. 100%. She's incredible. Um yes, so they they but she was an inflatable like blow up structure. I'm picturing like those car wash like um you know tube guys that look like they're dancing i'm picturing that with ursula so so she had to go but the thing that did stay that's always been in the show is a fire breathing maleficent dragon now maleficent has had a little bit of changes when she first started in the show the dragon was only a like picture like a chinese dragon head it was like the dragon head with a stick prop situation where the fire did go out of her mouth but she was definitely like just a head uh and then in 2009 they closed the show and brought it back with a full course gigantic dragon so now the show has its full fire breathing dragon um the dragon is nicknamed by the cast and, and fans of the show Murphy for Murphy's Law because the dragon works like 50% of the time still kind <laughs> of kind of pulling Ursula stats here. And um, she doesn't like to work very often. And there was like a big viral video that went out in 2010 of the dragon catching fire <laughs> during Fantasmic. So 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the glitches aside, the show is still a crowd pleaser. And I think the biggest glitch that everybody would say beyond the animatronics having their issues is here at Disneyland, it's really hard to find a seat because you're kind of butting up against the Pirates of the Caribbean entrance. There's no seating. You're sitting on the ground. Uh, cast members have gone on record by saying like, there are countless of fights every year. They've lost count how many people get in physical fist fights over seating for Fantasmic. So... Come on, people. Why? I know, right? I know. Why? It's so, a show. Ugh. It's a show. But don't get in front of my kid, man. Oof. Um, so there are two other Phantasmics. There's one at Disney World and one at Tokyo Disney Sea. For the Disney World one, they squashed this issue with the crowd control by making an actual amphitheater that seats 10,000 people. So I know you and I have seen the show there. Yep. Seating is phenomenal. It's my favorite part of that show. Oh, it definitely is. It's, yeah, it's that. I actually, I'm kind of torn between the two. Like, I love the classicness of it on Rivers of America at Disneyland, but I also like the the show that is at Hollywood Studios, right? Like, the the experience that that is, that you're going into a special arena that was just made for the show to honor my favorite version of Mickey, which is Sorcerer Mickey. Oh, I didn't know that, Adam. Yeah, That's it's my sweet. absolute favorite. I love Sorcerer Mickey because I love Fantasmic. Aww. So, like, just Sorcerer Mickey is hands down my favorite. That's why I love. Well, sorry, I love Fantasia, which is why I love Fantasmic because Sorcerer Mickey is the highlight of it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And and a Fantasia themed uh, Fantasmic would have been really fun too. I would have been all about that. Oh uh, so gosh. the really the only big difference, and you know this, besides the seating at Disney World, is that they have Pocahontas in place of Peter Pan because the attraction opened in the mid '90s and Pocahontas was the hot selling movie of its time. So they. Got rid of Peter Pan. They added in Pocahontas. I think that was a mistake. I don't think that, obviously, that movie has not aged well. It didn't age well when it came out, uh, but it definitely doesn't do well. Great. There's a now. reason the Pocahontas. Wish- there's a reason the Pocahontas meet and greets like in a back corner at Animal Kingdom. So. Oh, she's gone. She oh, gone, Adam. We just went. It was went. in this like, we back just corner. It was like back by the bathrooms. Literally, it was like you had to walk down a path by the bathrooms next to the like pizza place or oh. something to be able to find her P- pizza fari but no yep. yes so she used to be over at rafiki's planet watch we did that little train over to rafiki's planet watch and actually it was really darling the saddest part was when you went into the building where half of the building is seeing like reptiles in you know zoo like cages and stuff and the other half used to be um go meet some characters like animal characters and pocahontas and all of that area it's so sad adam half of it is just dark and they've put up these awkward stanchions like you would see in a hotel like just walls like movable walls and it's kind of like go this way folks signs Mm -hmm. so it's super sad i think of everything we saw at disney world recently that was the most like show its sadness like uh, post-pandemic was that Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, and lastly, Tokyo Disney Sea has a Fantasmic, or they had, I should say, it closed in February of 2020. Unrelated to the pandemic, it was planning to close. Uh, they replaced it with a nighttime show called Believe Sea of Dreams. Um, I think they are replacing it again with another one, but I think Tokyo Disney Sea's intention is to always have a rotating show nighttime show never stick with the same thing for more than a couple of years so really if you want to see phantasmic you gotta go to disneyland or disney world well right now apparently just disneyland starting may 28th yes i guess i should say you can't see you can't see phantasmic anywhere right now but in a few months you can Mm. see at disneyland and tbd on disney world it's such it's such a fun show i love it i love it a lot i know me too well yeah we had a we had a lot to talk about today. Like I'm just realizing it. It was a lot. There was a lot to say. But it was yeah. It and was. again, we don't just reiterate, we don't we don't hate on Disney. It's just, you know, we always said we were gonna be honest about our thoughts and our feelings about things that Disney's doing, and we were honest and open about our feelings about the Star Cruiser Hotel. Yeah. I think 
we're always going to be honest with you guys. We're not here to, we're not being paid by Disney to give you this podcast. We're giving you our fan, our love, and just our constant visits to the park help us tell you what is really going on there. And so I hope you love and appreciate our podcast. If you love it, please review us because we really need some more reviews and we'd love to have them. Um, But just know like we're going to give it to you straight always here. Yeah, but that said, if you are itching to shell, you know, five to $6,000 out and you want Dana to book your trip to the Disney World Star Cruiser, uh, reach out to us over at uh, gendepodcast.com. You can find us there and Dana will get you that price quote, a free price quote for your very expensive stay on the Hycillian or whatever the heck it's called. Um, but yeah, until <laughs> then, thanks for listening, guys. And gals. Yes. And people. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we will see you again another week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.